a KJAC Radio production. Hey, you crazy kids. Ask Your Dad is an advice podcast, meaning without some questions and situations sent in from you, the audience, we can't do what we do. So if there's anything interesting going on in your life or anything that you could use a little bit of advice on, go ahead and shoot us an email at justaskyourdad at gmail.com. I repeat, justaskyourdad at gmail.com. I cannot wait to give you some advice on some of the things going on in your life. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, sports. Welcome to another episode of Ask Your Dad, an advice podcast featuring me, Herman Johnson, also known as Herman John Dad on many a social media platform. And today's special guest is one of my really good friends that I've known for a really long time, and her name is Sadie Ronnell Brown. You can speak. Is that my cue? Because I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. You got my whole government on the internet for everybody to hear now, so thanks for that, I suppose. They could have looked it up. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the 21st century. If somebody wanted to find out your middle name, I'm pretty sure they could have found a way to find out your middle name. So if somebody wants to look up and find that your middle name is Harry, they could do that. I mean, I guess they don't have to now. Now they know. Yeah, exactly. I guess we're (laughs) even. (laughs) So um, tell the the audience a little bit about yourself, Sadie. Like, uh, how how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I live in, like, central California. So, you know, there's no air outside because it's all getting eaten up by the fires. So that's fun. Isn't that so scary? Yeah, it's very scary. Um, our other friend, Dana, shout out to Dana, lives in San Fran, and it's very bad there right now. Um, yeah, so. That's pretty know, much all I've seen. Planet, take care of our planet is all I can say to that. Right. That's all I've seen on social media today is them orange, those orange skies. Yeah, looks like Mars in some places right now. So that's kind of scary. Oof. Well, um, as you guys know, the point of this podcast is kind of to lift people's spirits and distract them from some of the craziness that's going on in the world. Um, that's pretty crazy. So <laughs> we're going to try to <laughs> not talk about that or distract you from that. Um, so one of the things that I kind of came up with recently, because, you know, one, we don't get enough emails in, by the way, if you want to, um, you know, send in a sick email the email is just ask your dad at gmail.com and two i feel like this podcast might get a little monotonous if all we do is answer email questions all day long so we are going to have a little segment toward the beginning of every episode where we kind of just talk about you know things that are going on in like pop culture and maybe give some advice to some some ratchet celebrities and that kind of thing how do you feel about that sadie Feels great. What is this segment called? Does this does this yeah. does this segment have a name? Um, right now I kind of liked the name unsolicited advice, but I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's a it's a running title. I feel like most podcasts change their segment names as time goes on, because you know they find something that like clicks. So I'm open to whatever it's going to be called, eventually. If you are a listener and you have a sassy idea for this um 
for this segment to be called, like, let us know. Drop it in, you know, my Instagram comments or uh, email in. Email in your, your thoughts. Yeah, it doesn't have to be something that you need advice on. You can just talk to us through email as well. But anyway, the first thing, yeah, yeah. The first thing that I wanted to talk about (laughs) was um, it's based on a show that you really like, but I don't know if you've heard this news about the show yet. So I'm kind of excited to break the news for you, possibly. Okay, go for it. Are you braced? Is your seatbelt on? Yes, my my hypothetical seatbelt is on. Okay, so... Blackish spinoff, old ish, starring Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer Lewis, is in the works at ABC. Okay, so listen, I know you were super excited to tell me that. I am not super excited to receive that news. (laughs) Because we got to stop somewhere. It's got to end at some point. For those of you who don't know, me and Sadie are both fans of this series which i hope you would know what blackish is by now if you don't i feel like you've actively worked to not know what blackish is and we could talk about that later but anyway <laughs> blackish is a really popular family show on abc i think yes i believe yes. so tracy ellis ross is on it that's all you really need to know about the show is tracy ellis ross is in it but um, <laughs> like anthony anderson yeah and some some good folks. But anyway, very popular black television inspired a spinoff called Grownish, um, where Yara Shahidi's character goes to college. And Grownish is quite fun. I mean, it's not a realistic depiction of college at all, but it's funny. Chloe and Hallie are in it. I love Chloe and Hallie. And they also have a spinoff called Mixed-ish. Is that what it is? Yeah, Mixed-ish. And it's with Rainbow Johnson, which is Tracy Ellis Ross's character growing up as a mixed child in like the late 80s I think like Mm -hmm. mid to late 80s yeah and so now (laughs) they have another spinoff which Mixed Dish hasn't even been out for a year has it it's done one season exactly one season girl this was not necessary but anyway they have this (laughs) other spinoff about the grandparents of this family called old-ish and I'm trying to read the article to see what it's gonna be about because aren't they still in the blackest show uh yeah (laughs) the spinoff will follow ruby and earl as they give love a second chance when they move to a rapidly gentrifying neighborhood of la they'll meet characters who represent the old and new faces of the community as they try to make it work as a married couple again um (laughs) okay okay i have a lot of thoughts about that go off okay so, like, my first initial thought, my first, like, little, my first little, like, dabble of advice would go to Kenya Burris, okay? So, how do you say his name? Is it Burris or Barris? I think it's Burris. I, I don't know. <laughs> Which, whichever, whichever the man's name is, okay? Let's not make series at the same rate that Tyler Perry makes them at, because we all see what happens with Tyler Perry series. I'm actually super excited to see how that show that Tyler Perry recorded in, what was it, 14 days? Four. Four. Four Wait, days. four. It was 14 episodes in four days or something like that. Which, how? That's, that can't be legal. <laughs> it that can't, can't be legal. More is like, quality over quantity should be like the main objective. But it's not. I don't think that's going to be a very good show. 
I guess it's about like quarantine though. Like it's about quarantine life. I don't think it is. Cause they've been pitching this or they've been talking about the show like long before quarantine happened. Hmm, so maybe maybe they changed the plot of the show and that's how they could record it so fast but i still don't think that that's a great idea because that show specifically i would understand if it was like a sitcom but i don't think the show that um the one that they're talking about that he recorded that fast i don't think it's a sitcom i think it's like a multiple camera type drama comedy thing interesting well we're not here to talk about tyler perry we're here to talk about i could talk about tyler perry all day don't even yeah (laughs) and that's not the point of the podcast because we could we could drag him up and down the street but we're not (laughs) don't move on we're gonna digress we came here for (laughs) not what we came here for but anyway i guess i wanted to transition that into like a bigger question of when is too many spinoffs or too many remakes? Like, when is the when is the stop? Like, where where should producers and creators be like, okay, this is enough of this thing or this world that they're building? That's a really good question because I can think of like, I can think of like series that had one spinoff that was like a flop, and then I can also think of like this Blackish franchise where they do have two very successful spinoffs so it's like why not go for a third and i feel like if you're not like reusing plot lines i feel like that's a really good like indicator of like let's stop or let's keep going i guess my question is (laughs) i haven't it's like i think it's a rather new thing for spinoffs to be airing at the same time as the original series and I think that's what makes me uncomfortable because I don't usually have too much of a problem with, sp- with spinoffs. I'll just not watch it if I don't want to watch it. But it's kind <laughs> of overwhelming. This was kind of what put me off to, I don't know, there's probably some listeners that are fans of like the CW and the DC shows that they had on there. Regardless of how good or bad those shows are, I don't want to watch them because I don't want to feel like I have to tune in every single night to all these different shows for me to understand what's going on within this world. I don't need to watch The Flash on Monday, then Arrow Tuesday, Supergirl Wednesday, Black Lightning Thursday. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's so funny that I actually said that because I watch Love Island every night. But anyway, that's different. That's one (laughs) world, real people, and there's voting. Anyway, not the same thing. (laughs) You're like, I have to watch it every night in order to keep up. (laughs) Exactly. But imagine, imagine doing that with eight shows. That's entirely too much. It is too much. It's insanity at that point. Especially in the world that we live in now of like streaming culture. I'm surprised that people still even want or still are even trying to dominate like the airwaves like that because I feel like it's, it's not, it's not received well. Like one of the shows of the four, like if, if there's a time period where oldish, grownish, blackish and mixedish are all airing at the same time one of those is not gonna get the ratings of the rest of them yeah yeah probably two of those now now that they have four shows yeah because it's like how much time and energy do you want me to put into your franchise because it's like it's like imagine if like three marvel movies came out at the same time two of them are gonna flop that is true that is true I'm trying to think. They would never do that, though. <laughs> they would never do that, but I'm saying, like, same example. Right. Like, same mm-hmm. type of example. Like, why are we putting out multiple series that I got to watch all four of them at the same time? Mm-hmm. 
to follow to make sure that I'm following all the different plot lines. That's too much. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I want to talk about, which it's kind of connected, but not. It's only connected because it's still a TV show. But do you know who Nick Robinson is? No. He's in Love Simon. He's like the face of Love Simon. He's the okay, main character. Okay. Okay. Yes. Anyway, he's a lot of people's favorite white boy because he's been in a lot of um, recent <laughs> films. And there was like a time period where it was just like cast Nick Robinson for everything. And then Timothy Chalamet came along and now, you know, they're casting Timothy Chalamet for, I almost said, Timothy Shampo, Champ, Champ, anyway, no. <laughs> I'm going to put some respect on his name. I'm not going to make some crazy version of his last name. But anyway. Nick Robinson is in this new TV show that's going to be coming out. I think it's a limited series that's coming out in November called Teacher. What do you think this TV show about to be about, Sadie? Teachers. <laughs> yes, is it? it not about teachers? Wait, wait, wait. I actually have a really good guess. Okay, go for it. Okay. Is it about, like, an inappropriate student-teacher relationship? good job you killed it smashed it that's exactly what it's about and people are really upset about it as they should be people are really mad because they think that this was like not a great role for him to take considering you know the last big role that he had was love simon which was this way great culturally impactful movie and now <laughs> he's playing a student who is in love with his teacher and his teacher loves him back and it's inappropriate. I feel like that happens to a lot of actresses and actors where like, cause I can think of like off the top of my head, like um, Jennifer Lawrence, people love Jennifer Lawrence. And then, you know, she's in the Hunger Games, which is like this multi-billion dollar franchise did really well and then after that she was kind of just getting casted and everything kind of just because mm -hmm. and then now people are kind of like over her right and I feel like it's really really easy to do that as an actor or actress because you don't want to turn down roles because you might not get offered another one but right then and that's... Take every role and then they're not always the best roles right that's the tricky thing well I don't even think personally it might be because I'm writing a paper about um social debate on relationships between teachers and students. I mean, my paper is specifically about professors and students, so it's a little different, but I'm open to watching this. I think it's because it's Kate Mara and I like Kate Mara. That's another white woman that I enjoy. Kate Mara and Nick Robinson, I don't know. It just seems, it seems like, I don't think that they're gonna be like advocating for teacher-student relationships. I hope not. Yeah. I watched the trailer this morning and it seems to be like a, it probably starts with them, you know, being all lovey-dovey and then it kind of goes into the problematic aspects of that. But I also think we maybe know that already. Maybe we don't need that depicted in another TV series. Yeah, because I was going to say, well, maybe the deciding factor would be like, are they romanticizing it? But I think yeah, there's no way to not romanticize not. it, though. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, even if they're not romanticizing it, why do we need to see it? Why do we need, why do we need this? I just don't want to open Twitter one day and see people like shipping these characters and writing fan fictions and Which fan is art. exactly what's gonna happen because we're living in 2020 where anything is possible. But it's also like Nick Robinson is very attractive. So I feel like <laughs> people are going to like 
insert themselves into it and feel like, I don't know. That's the weird thing about media is that even when you're not saying that this is okay, depending on how like you depict it, people will take, will walk away with that message. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like one thing that I can think about that's like a pretty good comparison is like, did you ever watch that show Pretty Little Liars? I didn't, but I think I know what you're about to talk about. Okay, because on there, for anyone who hasn't watched that show, was a girl, like a high school student, I think they're like sophomores when the show starts. Mm-hmm. Like her canonship, like her end-all, be-end relationship was with a teacher. Mm. Never really, really talk about how wrong that is. Like they, Like it's a known fact, but they never really go into any depth about it. And mind you, she ends up with this guy. Like, he meets her family. Like, it's super weird. Spoiler alert if you, you know, wanted to watch this show and you haven't. (laughs) Okay, you've had, like, 15 years. (laughs) Was it on? Has has it been that long? (laughs) Not since it came out, but it definitely started. It had, like, seven seasons, so it definitely started at least 15 Mm -hmm. years ago. And speaking of spinoffs, that show is about to have another spinoff. Oh, it it already has one, doesn't it? And it's about to have another one? It already has one, and there's about to be another one. Um, I just know that what's her name I almost said Sabrina Claudio it is not Sabrina Claudio but her name is similar to Sabrina Claudio the one that's in um in um she's a Disney girl she was in Descendants she has black hair very pretty I'm gonna google it because I'm embarrassing myself (laughs) like as you got as you gave me more details I got more confused (laughs) (laughs) Dove Kim nope no (laughs) Sophia Carson Sophia Carson She's in, oh, yeah. she's in the, the, the other, the, the previous spinoff of um, Pretty Little Liars. But yeah, I, I also just, I guess why I wanted to talk about it was mainly the whole thing about like people um, policing what roles actors take. Because I don't think, you know, it really says anything about Nick Robinson that he, take this ro- that he took this role. I haven't seen him in anything in a while. I feel like he just wanted to pay some bills. <laughs> yeah, my beef is, wouldn't be with him. It's just why do producers need, think that they need to produce everything? Like, some things can be left unsaid. <laughs> right. True. Am I still going to watch it? Maybe. I won't. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just really like Nick Robinson. So I might watch it. I might give it a little glance. I'll give I'll watch the first episode, see how I feel, and then, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah, I don't know that I'm gonna look at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The last like uh pop culture kind of topic that I wanted to talk about before we get into maybe some uh letters from listeners is about Tory Lanez and Megan the Stallion. Oh boy. Do you already have some feelings oh, about the situation? <laughs> What'd you say? I said, do you already have some feelings about the situation? Oh yeah, plenty. Um, first off, Tory Lanez could be sitting in a chair and stand up and be the same height. Let's just get that out the way. First Dang. and foremost, Dang. he's a very short person. Dang. Um, no, nothing against short people. I love short people. Not that short. Shout person. out to all my short kings listening. Squad boom, boom, boom. Just because you're short doesn't mean you have to be a terrible effing person, though. Exactly. And part of that, like, okay, so this morning, Tori, okay, so first of all, yesterday, Tori Lanez hasn't spoken about anything, right? But his streaming numbers have been, like, really low since the incident. 
he hasn't spoken about anything but yesterday decides to speak up and say my streaming numbers aren't low so that's the thing you want to defend yourself against okay then secondly yeah go ahead (laughs) yeah and then secondly today he tweets and is like i'm sorry i'm sorry i shot you megan i was just very drunk i don't shoot people when i'm drunk i mostly just like give out compliments and like eat a good cheeseburger (laughs) so yeah i don't know that that's a good excuse (laughs) sorry i was drinking water (laughs) (laughs) but did you hear about how he like Or I'm reading this article about how he, like, sent her a text message to blame shooting on her on the alcohol. Is that what we were just talking about? Yeah, yeah. He said, in the text message, he said, I know you you probably never going to talk to me again, but I genuinely want you to know I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. That's it? That's all he said. And then he said, I was just too drunk. That's all? Wait, is there more? He could have killed her. He doesn't reference the alleged shooting, the gun, the interaction with the police, or ask how she's doing. Hmm. Well, yeah, because if she presses charges, that's that's an admission. So, of course, he's not going to admit it. Listen, if you shoot me in the foot, for those of (laughs) you who maybe are, like, grasping at straws and you don't know what we're talking about, Tory Lanez is a rapper. He was friends with Megan Thee Stallion. They were together, not together. I mean, like they were physically together (laughs) and he got really drunk and they got in an argument and he shot her in the foot, both feet. If you shoot me in the foot, delete my number from your phone. If you shoot me anywhere, delete my number from your phone. We should not be talking like that anymore because you broke a severe boundary. I know how a lot of people say that they can't be friends with somebody after they get into like a fist fight. I feel like I can survive from a fist fight. I cannot survive from you shooting me in the foot. (laughs) I really can't. I cannot continue being friends with you. In the first place. Wait, what do you say? With a gun that he shouldn't have had in the first place. That's my thing. How are you just chilling with your friends and you just have, you know, the strap on, just ready to shoot anybody? Yeah. And then have the nerve, and then have the nerve to not only like not publicly apologize, but like, almost kind of like bash Megan the Stallion who didn't want Tory Lane to get in trouble so like didn't admit it at first like didn't say that that's what happened at first because at first she was saying that she got um I think she was just saying like that a gun went off and that she had glass in her feet I think is what she was saying at first or what she thought happened I don't think she re- either she didn't say she got shot or she didn't realize that it was actually like bullets that hit her all I remember is that when this story like first came out, I just saw on Twitter that Megan Thee Stallion got shot and that Tory Lanez was there. So me thinking that Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion were friends and you would never shoot your friend, I thought that he was defending her from something. I thought that Tory Lanez was kind of like the hero in this or whatever, and then he ended up getting arrested by the police or something. And I thought, you know, I used the benefit of the doubt, but I got to remember with <laughs> men, especially men like Tory Lanez, I cannot, I cannot rely on the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Also, you said that you thought he was defending her, and I got a very, very funny image of five three Tory Lanez standing in front of like six foot. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't do it like that. That is so rude. <laughs> we don't, we don't like him not because he's short. We don't like him because he's terrible. 
and he shot yes. somebody that we stand in the foot for no good reason. Like we said, we stand our short kings. Tory Lane, Tory Lanes is not a short king. He just is short. He's a short so. jester. A short, <laughs> um, yeah, jester was the word I was looking for. I thought I was gonna find something more creative, but jester is where we're gonna we're gonna land there. Yeah. All right, so that's it for whatever this segment is going to be called. We'll figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to take a little baby break for an ad. Can you believe it? There's going to be an ad in this episode. And then we'll be right back. And we're back like a bra strap, like your daddy who went to the store and actually returned. Oh, Um, like the seats in the Cadillac. Yeah, like the seats in the Cadillac. We're back. Back like another... Blackish spinoff. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get into some uh, listener letters? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So this one is super straight to the point. I'm going to call this person um, Diego because I love Diego from Umbrella Academy. Oh my gosh. When I was like, okay, I'm going to film with Herman. If he asks me for any names for any like random, I'm going to use Diego and Allison. Oh my gosh. We're the same person. I love that those are our two favorite characters because they are the best. I also just love their dynamic in season two. Spoiler alert. In season two, (laughs) when when they're going up the stairs, like when they all get like reunited again and they're about to have their family meeting and Allison and like everybody's saying hi to each other and hugging each other and Diego doesn't say anything to Allison. And she was like, you just not going to say hi to nobody? (laughs) I died. (laughs) (laughs) i love them i love them so much yes anyway back to this question um spoiler over i guess um (laughs) so diego says this pandemic has destroyed all of my post-college career plans and set me back possibly years how do i cope wow i would just like to say this is a great moment to say me And anybody who I bring on this show are not therapists. We are not going to give you (laughs) the 100% best advice because we are still students. We are children in a sense, and we do not know everything. We are just going to try to help you the best we can and at least put a smile on your face if we can. But this maybe is something that you need to talk about with um, like a school counselor or um, even a therapist, maybe your parents. If you have a good relationship with your real parents, that's it. That's all I had to say before we get into it. Yeah, I would, I would, I would piggyback off that and say, you get what you pay for, and this podcast is free. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that in mind. You want good, you know, good options, talk space, better help. Ooh, I use better help. Better help is awesome. We're not getting paid to promote these things. We just think they're great. Yeah, yeah. They're just very good resources. Mm-hmm. So to Diego. Well, <laughs> for starters, I definitely think something that's been um, a common thing that's talked about in our culture around this pandemic is that you kind of have to readjust what your expectations for yourself and your expectations for the world that you're living in are now that we have had this pandemic. So maybe, maybe your plans are a little bit different and you have to kind of adjust to that. I know for me, one of the big things that I needed for my original plan was to do a bunch of internships. Like I wanted to do an internship this past summer. Obviously that was not an option for me. So 
instead I just worked all summer and saved up a bunch of money. And now kind of my plan <laughs> after graduation, which I do not recommend this for anybody, but I'm the kind of person which I think I can survive off of this plan. My plan is just to save as much money as I can so that I can just move to a place where I want to live and figure it out from there after graduation. I've done the work to kind of accept that things are not going to go perfectly the way that I've planned them. And maybe that's something that you could consider. Yeah, I think, I think that that's a good, you know, thought process on it. And I also think two things. First, employers are going to be so understanding. Like, I don't know what your, what your uh, career field goal was or is, but I think if you needed to get 40 hours of working at a soup kitchen before they hired you, that was just my example, something like that, that got canceled because of the pandemic. I'm sure they're going to have some wiggle room for you. You know what I mean? A lot of people, a lot of places, jobs, school, everything are being very understanding of that. Secondly, it's super easy to like get into like that anxiety hole of like, Oh, my plan was supposed to go boom, 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 boom. And I, you know, this thing got halted. So that's going to put my plan back five years. It's super easy to think like that. And I think when you start thinking like that, you kind of have to like back up and be like, okay, listen, things are kind of out of my control. That sucks. But let me not like, let me not dig, let me not dig my heels into that. And you know what I mean? Like, let's do Mm -hmm. what I can. Let me do what is in my power. The things that aren't in my power, you know, will they'll get dealt with later. But right now, as long as you know, you're doing everything that you can. I think that that should be really comforting to yourself to know that you're doing all the work that you can do. Mm -hmm. given circumstances i think something else that helps is um relying on weekly monthly in five months those type of like smaller goals because i'm sure everybody has kind of goals like things that they want to get done or things they want to accomplish within smaller time frames really focusing on stuff like that can maybe help your mental health in this situation just because we're definitely living in a time where everybody, and I don't care what they say, everybody does not know for sure what's going to be happening like six months from now or a year from now. Nobody knows where they're going to be for like 100% certainty. So focusing on smaller goals that you can like see like where the end goal of them, I think might help your mental health if you're somebody who really likes plans, which to me, it seems like you might be a plan person. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really great advice. Cause yeah, I'm de- I'm a I'm a planner. Like, like if I don't know what I'm having for lunch, I get anxiety, right? Like I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna starve. Like, I guess I'm just gonna. But like I said, it's super easy to think like that, and it's just looking at things that are closer in the distance as opposed to, well, I wanted to have kids by 28, and I want to be working by 26. That's not gonna happen anymore. Like it totally could. It totally Sorry, could. that puke noise wasn't about the working by 28. It was definitely about the having kids by 28 because I don't see that in my future. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's easy to be like, oh, it's all ruined. It's all ruined. But it's it's not. It's really not. And just yeah, like Herman said, focusing on short-term goals because you know, in six months you might be farther ahead than you thought you would be because you you know took some time off and we're taking taking that energy and putting it into other places. You know. Yeah. Agreed. So the next question that we have is from, we're going to call her Allison because we just talked about that. <laughs> and it's kind of in the same vein. It's probably, it's a pretty good transition. So Allison says, 
With all the craziness in the world and day-to-day life, how does one stay organized? Organization is a big issue for me, especially since I moved out and got married. I've never been the most neat person, so I'm curious as to how people stay organized and make it look easy. Oh, we. I would say firstly, invest in a planner. I know for a lot of people, it seems like planners are something that you need to like specifically use, like if you're in school or something like that. But I think that everyone, no matter what stage of life that you're in, especially in our like productivity centric culture, I think having a planner is really nice because you can, you can put in everything that you need to do, put times of meetings, things like that that's happening. You can color code it. That's what I do. I have colors for like work stuff, colors for um, acapella stuff, colors for um, just personal me time. That's another big thing is that if you do not plan time for yourself, then there just won't be time for yourself. So that's like the first thing about getting organized is that you need to, if you're going to like plan um, time to be productive, you also need to plan time for like friends and time to just be like in your own space and in your own head. I recommend Passion Planner. That's a very great plan brand of planner. It works for me a lot. I know some people, I've heard from some people that doesn't work for them. So you might have to do a little bit of um, um, internet searching and research to find out if there's a type of planner that fits your needs. But I think planners are a great way to stay organized. What say you, Sadie? Um, yeah, so I'm kind of on the opposite side of the coin. Um, planners have never worked for me. I think the last time I used a planner was like freshman year of high school when they were making us get them signed. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have to have my planner filled out, so I'll fill it out. Um, but really what's like been the most like consistent thing for me is like Google Calendar. Mm. Because you can go in there and then it's going to send you like reminders and stuff. Because I, I think that's kind of what I was figuring out with like a planner was like, yes, I'm writing it down, but I forget to like look in it. I forget to check stuff off. I for- I'm still forgetting to do it. But if I have like all my classes and, you know, when the world was open, I had practice, I had my meetings in there. And then I'm like, okay, I have, I get the notification like, oh, I have this meeting from for this hour. And then I have two hours of, you know, nothing that I need to be at. And then I have this other thing for those two hours in between, I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go land my hammock. I'm going to go, you know, read this book for a class. Like that's kind of like the thing that worked for me was kind of like scheduling the things that I needed to do, like needed to be at, needed to, I had to go meet somebody, whatever. And then in between those things, it's kind of like where I would be like, okay, I have this list of things that I need to get done, like homework wise or work wise, whatever let me pick the thing that's like most pertinent or the thing that I most feel like doing right now and do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Also, also start with the tasks that you don't want to do when you, if you, if you do it that way where you're like, okay, I have two hours. Let me just crank out, you know, some assignments, some work, whatever, do the thing that you don't want to do. Because if you start with that, you're like, okay, cool, it's done. And it's not like nagging you in the back of your, of your brain for the next however long. That's what I realized um, this week with school is that I actually love like a lot of my classes. There's only one class that I like hate the work. And so no matter what time, like if something's due for my other classes, I'm going to do it. But for that class that I don't like, if I wait till the last minute to do it, I'm just not going to do it because I didn't want to do it in the first place. So I have to like schedule. That's like the first thing that I have to schedule time for in my planner. 
um, to do is work for that class because I know because <laughs> it's due Wednesdays at midnight. I know if 10 o'clock hits on Wednesday and I still haven't done it, it's just not getting done. <laughs> so you yeah. got to figure out what works for you, like to get, you know, the tricky stuff out of the way. Yeah. And then, like I said, I'm a planner. I like, you know, I love having like a routine to my day, but I am terrible at staying organized. How I can be both. I don't know, but find, just find something that works for you. You know what I mean? Cause as somebody who doesn't use a planner, who I'm very scatterbrained, I kind of just have like a to-do list written on like a random piece of scratch paper. When I pull, when I see somebody like pulling out this like super neat rhinestone encrusted 24 karat gold plated planner and they open it up to a page that has not 24 karat gold plated oh huh (laughs) relax over there (laughs) but that's just what it feels like because you're like wow um I'm inadequate and I'll never be organized and it's like you are organized just it's your own thing so like that's what I'm getting at here is just find something that works for you and if it works for you don't 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 change it because somebody else is doing something different that looks more aesthetically pleasing that's Just that's a good point to bring up because she ended her email with saying like I'm curious as to how people stay organized and make it look easy and that's a good point like you can't compare your organization journey to somebody else's organization journey you know we're all on our own paths and we're all like flowing with our own like wins <laughs> and personal goals and motivations so you just got to focus on you okay okay honey <laughs> Oh, I hope she did not hear you start talking like that and said, oop, not going to listen to rest of this advice. <laughs> you said, okay, I'm going to just turn it off. <laughs> Speaking of, you were talking a lot about how you're um, a planner, but you also like don't like, or you're not very organized. Did you ever take that 16 personalities, like personality quiz thing? I feel like I did, but like when them quizzes be like popular, I just do them so that when people like ask me, I like have a screenshot of it and I'm like, yeah, look. <laughs> But I don't really be caring. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one a lot. I like refer to that one a lot because I am ENFP and I am a campaigner. And um, I think I didn't even have to really read the description because once I saw campaigner, I was like, wow, I really relate to that. I do feel like my life is a constant campaign for attention and affection and friendship. (laughs) True. I feel like every social situation that I'm in, I'm like, hi, my name is Herman. This is why you should be my friend. And this is why you should give me this job. And this is why da, 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 da. I feel like I'm constantly performing, which is kind of exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that time? We went to school with this kid called Hugh. There you go, Hugh. You got a shout out on the podcast. Good for you. Anyway, <laughs> I was sitting in, what was the class that we took with um, Mr. Ferguson? Oh, like econ and government? Yes, it was one of those two classes. And it was one of those weeks, I think it was when I was, yeah, I I think I was ASP president and I was in a play and I had cheer and there was like a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Like I think there was like a football game coming up and an assembly coming up and um, play auditions coming up. And I was just talking about how busy I was in class. And he was like, wow, dude, I'd really hate to be you. You seem like busy. I said, wow, thanks for that. You got to say that for one second, but I get to live with that statement for the rest of my life. So thanks. <laughs> so there you go, Hugh. Your shout out was about <laughs> how you made Herman feel crazy. <laughs> exactly. All right. On to the next question. So um, give, a, give me a name for this. This It's a woman. 
So whatever you're feeling, whatever you're vibing with. Let's go with Charisse. Anything you're vibing with other than that name. Okay. Well, then let's stick, let's stick with the, the theme of Umbrella Academy and go with Vanya. Aw, I love Vanya. I just want to hold her in my little hands. Cradle her. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So Vanya says, hi, just ask your dad. I love this podcast. So the question I have is how do you let go of things you hold on to? I feel like I can never forgive and forget. I hold on to guilt, resentment, and grudges. I would like to live a more fulfilled, less bitter life. Thanks in advance. Sorry to throw you a deep one. I understand if this is too heavy to address on the podcast. Girl, <laughs> it's okay. Thanks Girl, and keep up here. the good work. We are um, giving advice you're not qualified to give, so let's keep going. Right. I don't know if I am the most qualified to even give advice on this question because I just talked about something that I still hold a grudge about. <laughs> that thing that Hugh said to me. How dare he? <laughs> um, I think... I think that the concept of like forgive and forget is the thing that people tell you to do when they're the one that they want you to forget what they did to you. So in other words, I'm saying you don't got to forgive and forget. You got to forgive and remember because you don't want to forget all the things that they did to you. Cause when later, when you have a Rolodex and a list of things that they done did, you could just drop them and kick them to the curb. However, with that said, if you're like grinding your teeth <laughs> at night, like just with this list of like this laundry list of things that people have done to you that irritated you, then that, that you need to find a better coping mechanism for. And I think for that, you just, I think you might be a venter, maybe you're a venter and you need to like go to that person and be like, yeah, so it really, really irritated me when you drank my last Capri Sun. It really, really irritated me when you came in my door came in my room with the door closed and when you left you left it open like you just you can tell people like that it irritated you that they did stuff mm -hmm. which i think is also a misconception is that you gotta have to like just move on when people do stuff that annoys you it is true that is very true um i would also say <laughs> this is okay i'm so right-brained and ridiculous but i whenever somebody makes me mad or something, there's like a situation that's just like very not um, resolved in my head. I make a playlist about it. <laughs> there's this person who I came in contact with a lot last year. And every time for a long time, whenever I came in contact with them, they would just say the most ridiculous stuff. Like stuff that I'm like, are you even a human being? Like how, how do you not see how the things you're saying are annoying me? But it was a kind of situation where if I brought it up, it would become an even bigger thing and then bother me even more. So I just made a playlist titled, I kind of hate being around you. And <laughs> it was filled with songs, like really like songs about like, you know, like I can't say because a lot of the songs are really explicit, but songs about just like annoying people and like, flipping drama out of your life and that kind of thing so maybe that's uh something that you can try whatever that is for you making playlists is a great way that i use to um get to the root of a lot of my emotions um so if there's any like creative things that you normally do maybe um kind of dealing with it that way is an option yeah i like that idea too or like how i said if you're a venter and you you know you could if you feel like comfortable enough to like go talk to people I think that that's honestly your best bet is like to just talk about it 
and try to give them the chance to like fix whatever behavior that they're doing that is upsetting you. And then, you know, then it's going to help you both move on. It's going to strengthen your relationship. And then you're not around this person that doesn't even realize that they're, that they have irritated you or that they are irritating you. Um, another option would be if you don't want to talk to them about it, just writing it out, like write a letter, rip it up. And like, okay, cool. Boom. Got that off my chest. Or, you know, like when you're like, like you practice a conversation in your head, mm-hmm. you could do that too. Kind of just be like, well, if I had the opportunity to talk, talk to this person, what would I tell them? Okay. And mm. then in these different scenarios where they say this, this, and this, what would my response be? I got it. I really like that one. Cause my favorite thing um, in like television and movies is when like a character has been dealing with something for like a lot of, like a long time, like the whole season or whatever. And then they just have a scathing like a scathing rant or something at the end. There's a scene like that in Elite that I really like. And that's why Lucrecia from Elite is my favorite character because she just has a lot of really great monologue type things. So, you know, you could just write a little script for yourself and get in the mirror, get really ready to just tear into, just stare into the mirror, give, you, give yourself a mirror girl moment and just stare into the mirror and just, you know, let them have it, let it rip. You might feel better. Yeah. You might. Yeah. You can just be Issa Rae mm-hmm. on Insecure, rapping in the mirror about whatever the situation may be. Have you ever tried to write a rap, Sadie? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like it's I'm, not easy. I've tried before. It's not easy. easy. <laughs> what did I you say? I don't think it's easy either, but I said I don't think it's easy easy because words. So. <laughs> I don't think it's easy easy. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, that is all of the questions that we have in the inbox. Um, I hope there was some help, Vanya and Diego. Yeah. Yes, I really hope <laughs> that it was help, and I really hope that your lives are not as traumatizing as those actual characters' lives are. Oh Fingers yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thanks so much for coming on this episode, Sadie. I really appreciate it. If you guys didn't know, me and Sadie have known each other since junior high school. Yeah, like seventh grade. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that was like the first time that we interacted as friends. Yeah, because I had gone to your house because of our parents. They were part of the Domino's cult. (laughs) Domino's cult. That is the best way to put that. Mm -hmm. And I was at your house because the Domino's cult was congregating at your house. And I was there and you thought I was in high school for some reason. So you didn't talk to me and I just sat on the couch while you and all the other kids hung out. Well, okay. It's not even my fault though, because the other kids knew you and didn't invite you to hang out. I didn't know you. The other kids knew you though. So it's their fault. (laughs) So the other kids hated me. Got it. Thanks. Thanks for that. No, I'm sorry. No, I was just a loner and I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to none of these people. I'm going to sit over here. (laughs) You know, it's understandable. Our families used to make Domino's this full family event where they'd be barbecuing and drinking and bring all the kids to one person's house so nobody had to worry about babysit- baby- like finding babysitters for their kids. And the older kids, like me and Sadie, ended up just having to babysit all the dang kids. Yeah. So, I mean, you could understand why it wasn't fun for us. And now <laughs> the kids that we babysat are, like, in high school, and I don't like that either. <laughs> yeah. I wanted them to still be kids and just not be my responsibility. Boom. That was the one. That was the one. <laughs> But yeah, um, we're really great friends. We're part of this um, friend group 
from high school. That's all really great friends. We have a Twitter group chat that's really, you know, bumping. So I just wanted to share kind of that dynamic with all of you listeners, because I thought it would make for a good episode of the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Follow me on, on Twitter. I'm super funny, but underrated. I got a lot of typos, but it's still worth it. So, you know, follow me. At okay, you have to say, oh, you're about to. Go ahead. Try again. Say, say your at one more time. At Sadie SRB. I was like 13 when I made that at, so don't, don't, don't judge. Okay. And then uh, you could follow me at Herman John Dad on both Twitter and the Instagram. And if you have something that you want to send in, please send something in. <laughs> you can send it to justaskyourdad at gmail.com. Stock up the inbox so that we can have another episode. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day, night, life. Deuces.